What you are about to hear is a comedy program. It is not meant to be taken seriously. If you do, we still love you. But you are a moron. Enjoy. David Steves. Uh, but the person oh, who really sure. got me into comedy was uh, Boy George in Culture Club. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it's because they had that song in the 80s. It went, it went a little something like this. It was, come, 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 become a comedian. Yes. Ah, there yes. You go. <laughs> I've only used that twice on stage, but it's worked both times. <laughs> and then somebody came up to me and was like, like I'll it. pay you $5 if you never say that on stage again. I was like, okay. <laughs> Joke's on him. That asshole hasn't been to an open mic since. So. Uh, well, that's all right. I'll, I, you know what, David? I'll, I'll give you 10. John Batch. I, I like that uh, where you draw the line. I think you're like, Damn it, they're not paying their performers. Right, I'm out listen, of here. I, you know, if, if, if a girl wants to do any sort of, of nasty, awful shit, have you know, bucket loads of, of cum dumped on her face, wants to, you know, eat ass, do whatever she wants to do, that's fine, and, and God bless her. But I'm going to pay her and make sure she gets paid uh, well for that as much <laughs> as I can. I saw this post and it was like, do you think that you could fight a hundred five-year-olds? First question, why are we fighting? That's a hundred five-year-olds. You ever seen a five-year-old take a take a hit? They fucking, they, they bounce like they're made of rubber, dude. Uh, you're, that's not even, that's like a, more than a team. That's a whole league, dude. We're all winners. There's participation trophies. We all have a good time. We, a hundred, a hundred five-year-olds. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fighting. I'm organizing them. That's a fucking army, dude. Next up, the White House. I got, um... Especially if I get to choose the five-year-olds, I got two five-year-olds in mind. We're going to clone them 48 times each. I have a nephew that I'm, like, not crazy about, but I feel like my mom would get mad if I didn't include him in my little kid army. This is Good versus Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Good versus Evil, the bonus episode! Pew, 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 pew. All the fireworks your neighbors wanted to shoot off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Good vs. Evil, a comic discussion of the end times. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. Nailed it, and I am the evil side, John Batch. Uh, and our guest this week, whose clip you just heard, is uh, one of the funniest people in, in Michigan comedy, uh, certainly, if, if not in comedy in general. Uh, very energetic ball of, of well, energy. Uh, she is uh, a comedian and a showrunner out of Lansing, Michigan. She also hosts her own weekly uh, open mic uh, currently on line uh but hopefully hopefully to be returned uh live soon soon rather than later uh ladies and gentlemen it is nicole melnick john badge oh my god look at you, How are you? i'm she good is. yeah god i love the entry Steve's my bad. You know I'm talking with names. I talk names. They're just like people are not names it, it, to me. They're like colors and feelings. So I'm like, there's the bright yellow cloud. There's the dark red. That's John. He's dark red. <laughs> I love it. Can I do this? Can I smoke it on your show or is that not allowed? No, yeah, that do whatever. Oh, do whatever you want. Blaze that path last week. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you, Nicole, for, for coming on and taking time out of your, your work day to do this. I, I, I appreciate that. We appreciate that. I, I do want, I, I know, obviously, we've all been in quarantine for, for quite some time. And I know that you obviously run your show every Tuesday, and you've been doing a, a virtual mic. So, so first of all, talk to us about that. How's that been, been going? Oh, yeah, man. Every Tuesday, Corn Tuesday Comedy. That's what we call it. Um, it's a Corn Tuesday Comedy. And uh, you know what? it's a it's a comedy show but it's more or less just an hangout you know what i mean uh, we give everybody uh, to see each other because I, the reason i got me from hanging out with my buddies hey hey nicole um i i don't know i, I don't know if you're you're just in a bad connection area but we're you're you're cutting out in and out uh right, I'm not being, is that better is that better yeah, that's 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 better. That's that's better now? better. Yeah, much better. I'm much to better. Steal the Wi-Fi from the work. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna... <laughs> My bad. 
My hold on, my joints lit. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> we just got her in so much trouble, John. <laughs> We're good now, guys. That's funny. I hope that's um, not wasted. Um, no, 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 no. We got it. We got it. All right. Yeah. Do we? Cool. Uh, we're good here, right? We're good in here. Yeah. Absolutely. You're good. You sound a lot better. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. We're just stealing cool. Wi-Fi from work. I like doing. <laughs> I like doing. I like doing shit at work because then it's like I get paid to do it, and then I remember that as a waitress, I only make three ninety-five. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. For the it's ten patrons that. that are there. Yeah. Right. The, um. But yeah. Well, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, what's up, guys? I don't know what David told you, but this is not paid. Uh, I hate to tell you. Yeah. Uh, no, everything's paid. That's why I do it at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I mean, we can afford three ninety-five an hour. <laughs> Speak for yourself, they're like, David. Uh, they're like, we'll give you. The, I think the last I got paid fifteen dollars for ten minutes. I was like, that's less than I make at work. I am in. I am in. real dude like i'm not trying to fucking take money like ugh. i'm not I mean, penny vibes bro like or um i'd say buy me like buy me a meal like i'll do your show but next round's on you pal like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's got that's, time for money that's that's fair oh my god oh, yeah. i love that that's so, so awesome you got such a good aura about you nicole that's what we love about uh, you yeah Hey, so my my question to you is, how did you get into comedy? Because you're relatively new, right? How many how many months years have you been doing it? I'm I think I'm at a uh, a year and a half, so I'm almost okay. on two years. Okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's incredible. No, man, no, it was so stupid. I was like a like a nerd book writer, just like hanging out with my little writer groups and being like, ah, oh, I'm a writer, and uh, and then. Uh, I saw my buddy do it live, like a human, like a human that I could touch and feel, and like, and it, and it felt so much more of like approachably conceivable than like what like uh, Dave Chappelle does or what John Mulaney does, and it felt so much more real to me. And so I, I watched, and he, and uh, he, I watched him do it, and I, and then he got off the stage, and he was still the same person, but like we connected comedically on a level that I, I'd never seen before, and I was like, oh, I want to do that every day forever, like. And and it was scary, but it, I've never been more excited to do something than I was scared to do it. And so comedy, it, it changed my whole life. For that, from that point on, I thought, what is the point of being scared of anything ever if every time you do the thing that you're afraid of, amazing things happen? Absolutely. So. No, and you've done amazing things in comedy, and we're super proud of you. And um, I, I loved running into you in the shows up at Grand Rapids. I just, you bring such an energy that's like unparalleled when it comes to comedy. So when you're writing, though, do you write just straight comedy or do you write like a whole various amounts of things? Because your, your writing is so smart and so superb. Where, where do you pull that from? Oh, man, it's it's literally just like I, I'm like a, I, I try to think of myself as like an idea machine. Like I just I constantly am working on four or five idea premises. Um, and then so I read one book about stand-up comedy and he said, um, write your jokes in themes, not in chronological order. So then whenever I have jokes that are similarly like topics, I'll just put them in the same pile. And then I'm like, all right, you have seven minutes on that topic. And then, and, but it's just a lit, and it's usually just like miniature rants or like one-liners that I, then I'm like, I bet you I could do this for two minutes. Like, that's um, awesome. But well, yeah, it just, it comes from, yeah, just a very, I, I think of it as organic, you know, because I, I do know people who write and they, they highlight and they keep track of all that stuff. And uh, that, I can't do that. I, you know what I mean? I, uh, but I, I think it's so cool. And I know that, eventually i'll have to like polish or whatever the next stage is but i'm having so much fun just being a goofball and making people laugh that like whatever journey comes next i'm definitely excited but in no way am i holding my breath for it like um, yeah for sure well, happy I, to be here and and that's again one of the things i, I love about your your style uh, nicole is that it is very i don't say free flowing but it does very feel very organic and it, it doesn't feel forced in, in any way you, oh, yeah. you know you, you've got you, again you're just very you're very much you. It's, you're not. You're not putting on uh, a, a new hat, or you're not putting on a persona. You're just, just you, and naturally you, and, and natural you is is very funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, lo I love that about you. It's it's great. But, um, I mean, let, let's let's kind of dive into that then. I mean, 
naturally you, I mean, what, what, what do you say, what do you think that is? What is, what is your, your stage uh, persona or what, what is, what is your, your perspective that you try to bring? Yeah. You know what? It's, it was a very, I, I, the one thing that I read about when you develop your character, they said, make sure it's something you can do every single day. And, and when I was thinking of the things that I wanted to talk about, things that I want to do, I thought um, I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to have to rely on punching down and I thought right. not just being negative wasn't good enough for me I said I wanted to be positive I thought every time I get up stage I want to I want to make sure that it comes from a good and a happy place because the that. scene is is rife with it and and right. there's so much darkness in the world I'm not doing any harm by making it a little bit brighter right um nope. and and hell yeah and uh, and yeah, and that's the, and 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 I and I and that's the thing is I I want to rely on that. I am happy to rely on positivity because when the when the when the cards are down and when I eat shit, uh, it's not going to be the negative voice that tells me to get back up. It's going to be the the guy who knows that it's worth it. Right. You know. So so I yeah I just rely on on my positivity and and just uh, yeah moving forward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Now, with, with only being a year and a half into comedy, like, what are some of the big goals that you have set out for yourself? Like, what, what do you want to accomplish this year? Because I know you're free-flowing and, you know, what happens, yeah. happens. But, like, where do you really want to be in two years? Because you're, you're pretty far along in the game. Like, you, you've shot out like a rocket, which I love seeing because, I mean, in, 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 in comedy, it's about pe people can rise on the scene and do really well. And you have, you've crushed. So what's next for you? Where do, what do you want to do next? Oh man, that's so, I just want more um, Facebook friends than my place of work, Fleetwood Diner. They've got 3,987. <laughs> I want that many, baby. I want that many. That's it. And You're that's, well on the way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hope so. I hope so, dude. I, I, uh. I made a TikTok that got like 10.6 K followers. And it's like, nice. I know there are people with a million views. Like that's not hot shit. Diana Graham has a, a million views, like <laughs> a million likes. Like these are not got good numbers, but it's like, you know who doesn't have 10 K views? Flea with Diner. So, Boom. you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> Boom. So that's, that's yeah. And, but because the, with the goals, I don't, I don't really like goals. Cause, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be like the same person I am when I wake up tomorrow. So I don't want to like put too much responsibility on her. Um, but I do know right. that there are, are like achievable small things that I can do to work toward that are just things that are I'm progressing naturally and then they're within life. But yeah, the fleet, I want I want more likes than the fleet with diner. That's all. That's all. <laughs> we will get That's you fair. there with our thirteen viewers. We are gonna get you thirteen <laughs> more likes. We're gonna rise you yeah. up those charts. Hey, we're 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 <laughs> We're getting into the twenties now, David. So I don't want to hear it. With Nicole, we're Hell gonna, yeah. you know, we're gonna, we're gonna rise even farther. So that's that's yeah. you know that's why we brought her on was uh, purely out of selfishness. We need to get more people like that's this crazy because John, you texted me, and because uh, I watch you guys and I, <laughs> I and I see like what the the, the famous people are doing. I want to know what my friends are up to, and I see you guys do you 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 talking about how quick I you guys jumped on this. You guys are are plugging away, dude. I see you. I see you working. Now you were somebody when you contacted me, I fucking lost it. I was like, John Batch wants to talk to me. <laughs> what? John Batch. Well, I mean, we we had to, a household name. We had to start this podcast because we start. I mean, it was the middle of quarantine when we started, and honestly, it was either that or just day drink for you know weeks on end. So at least yeah. we're making making something positive out of it, I suppose. Um, but but John John's still doing that. <laughs> that's not the point david uh no so yeah like i i mentioned earlier uh nicole i mean again you've you've got the the show that you've been doing online um oh yeah have you noticed any difference with that in terms of like um the the people that that do it or the people that that attend like do you get more heckling do you get more uh is there more feedback or like what? What are the big differences? You know what? The big, not you know what? I think the audience is a lot nicer, actually. You know what I mean? Wow. Because you have a lot more control over, it. and also being able to mute them. Guys, I'm doing a show. Um, <laughs> um, um, and you can you can mute <laughs> you can mute them, and uh, and that's neat. Could you imagine if you had the power to mute a heckler? They're just like, hey, you're ugly, and you're like mute. <laughs> I wish you could do that in a real right. show. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? 
um, but uh, also, but the, the biggest, the biggest challenge, I, I think, I think probably a lot of acts talk about, it, but it's the delay. There is a, a delay in conversation that, um, that when your jokes are like punchy, you lose a little bit. So it, it, right. it hurts a little. But I, I think that, um, I think it was Hannibal Buress. He said that the reason why I don't mind people who steal my jokes is because I know that I have another one coming. Like, and so for me, it's like, oh. I know that I have another one coming. Like, I'm not worried about if a joke get, if because of a delay or a lapse. Like, I'm just doing this because if I don't create something, I will die. And whatever right. I need to do to create it, I will do it. And whatever space I have to get comfortable in, whatever format I have to learn, I'm in. What? It's not even a question. That's awesome. Uh, but the Man. delay, the delay is ridiculous, dude. And so we started doing some outside shows. So I know JB Whiskey's were doing some outside shows. And there is a delay from the back of the crowd to the front oh, of the crowd yo. because they're so spread out. And yeah. so we're facing that same, we're facing that same issue where the comics See? aren't hearing the laughs. So they, they start panicking yeah. and then, you know, then they're like, ah, yeah. oh, then they get thrown off. That's the cool thing about um, the virtual stuff, though, is you you don't really you you don't really you can't really spiral because you're in you're in the comfort of your own home. You're not wearing pants. You're hanging out with your friends. And so when your first joke doesn't land, your pants first optional. instinct isn't yeah, pants optional. Your first instinct <laughs> isn't oh the joke didn't land. Your first instinct is oh this is a virtual mic. It it lagged. And 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 I, I think the way at least the way that we run quarantine soundly, we're very. Um, like like responsible and understanding and and very appreciative and gracious with with everything. So it's like I don't I don't I don't think a joke has ever like failed because of delay. I think it's I think even you know I mean it's part of the game, dude. You know what I mean? When it rains, you still play. You know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now with with comedy sirens because you run the Ellison show, right? Is that yeah. going to be coming back maybe in limited capacity anytime soon? Or oh, is man. Comedy Sirens like a troupe? Is that like a comedy troupe you guys put on? Tell us more about yeah. that. That's just me and Ash. That's just me and Ash being buds. You know what I mean? We uh, we started to do She was doing Allison by herself, and, I, and I, I saw her do it. I thought, you know, let me help. And we just connected. We bonded. We have the same kind of, uh, like, style of delivery uh maybe not style of topics but i think that actually makes us stronger acts because then we don't we never like cross paths or step on each other's jokes or premises and stuff like that um Love but that. we are both like loud women and i think so that's like if you wanted that you get two and if you didn't want that well then you get two um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and, but yeah you know what it's just a yeah it's a, a little a little team that we got going on and it's fun but yeah i have no idea about ellison um, and there, I'm not really in any, man, working in food service, you see how um, crazy people act if you don't, like, kind of tell the, herd them into behaving. <laughs> and so I don't, even outside shows, I'm like, oh, okay, so we're going to have, like, three beers, and then we're going to stop wearing our masks and stop socially distancing, right? Like, we're not actually going to do this all night, are we? Like, no, we're, you know what I mean? As much as I, listen, this is recorded, so that was a joke, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh man, that's great. So I mean, you, but you're. Yeah, so I'm still, I'm still scared to go outside a little bit because I know how. Because you meet people who are like still wearing their masks, and you meet people who are like, "Yo, give me a hug." You're like, "We're not even supposed to be doing that right now." <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, yeah. I mean, comedy co shows, comedy co's, comedy shows can be. <laughs> kind of chaotic you're you're absolutely right and that's part of the fun for me is is a little bit of the the chaos that that surrounds that and when you're on stage just being able to command that chaos just a little bit um and, and actually that, that kind of leads me into to my my next question for you nicole which is because you have run uh you know the the show for for a while and you've obviously got the the um online uh, the virtual mic as well um have you ever been in a situation uh where uh maybe someone has uh i don't want to say gone overboard but they're they're just they're just not doing well or they're not doing what they should be doing on stage and uh you've had to take them off uh early or or uh and if not i mean what would cause you to do that what would what would be your you know what would that look like for you that is a terrifying question because i feel <laughs> like i would like i would like somebody to go up there weekly until the day they die even if they suck dick because i know how good it feels to go up there because I, you know That's what I mean? Fair. Because I, it's like funerals. It's not for the dead person. Like, it's not always for the audience. Sometimes it's for me. And and right. so I don't know. I, 
if they were being if they were being belligerent or sure. any kind of phobic like any kind sure. of phobic i would i would cut the mic super early and i wouldn't even i would probably cut the mic i would cut them early and then i would shit on them for like five and then i would <laughs> bring them into that, and then i would introduce the next act and i would never put them on my show again for i don't know i don't know what i would do but if it, if it was if it was just being a bad at comedy i would let him go up every night forever um but if it was a bad person then yeah Right. I mean, there's there's definitely a, a difference. I was just, I was just curious, especially because again, you are you have that that such positive energy. I I just kind of wondered if that had ever yeah. happened to you, or if, or how you would. And, and yeah, we do all show up, go up. So we do sometimes get people off the street too that are like, yeah, I've been a comedian for eight months, and then you're like, oh great, get up there, and they're just like eating it hard, dude. And you're like, eight months, you say eight months, like consistently, or like over the course of twelve years, what? Um, <laughs> Like what is that? Like I killed at my uncle's funeral. Like, well. <laughs> right? Like my high school buddy said I was funny. You're like, dude, you're 50. Um, <laughs> you did not age well, my friend. <laughs> Those jokes are straight out of the 70s. Done. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah. So that's yeah. I but no, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's that, that, <laughs> that's all right. Um, no, that, that, I mean I, I appreciate that perspective as, as well. Um, now, Nicole, you are as well a a a very you're a unique person anyway, and I say that with love, and I say that with in, in a positive way. Um, so so I guess that's the, why you're the red cloud, John. You're red cloud right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you didn't mean it in a positive way, I would take it that way. That's okay. like one of the okay, things good. they teach you. How to... Love that. <laughs> yeah, you just there you go. What's kind of a comedian? I I I was I so I'm sorry I cut you off, but this is a really funny story. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I was hanging out with another comedian, and I was like, "Yo, I'm trying to get business cards," and he was like, "Maybe you should wait a little while." And like, I knew that he didn't mean like, until I get, I'm, I knew he meant like, why don't you see if this really sticks? But I thought in my head, I was like, he could have said, bitch, you're not funny. So for me, I was like, at least he softened the blow. So I was like, oh my God, dude, thank you so much. I will take that into consideration. And I just don't have business cards. So maybe he was right. There you go. What, 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 would, you know what, what, what would your business card say? What do you think? What would that look like? Mm. Ooh, yes. Oh man. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh man! Oh oh man! I don't We're even know. It. I would make it. It would be in the shape of a of a throwing star, and then it yes. would have my number on it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I love it. Yeah, I think that's you, how you gotta have to like a, you have to have a catchphrase on it, like get stabbed with laughs or something like that, right? Oh like, yeah. Or throw in the funnies. Oh, I love that. Oh, you, <laughs> I should work at PR. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you don't have to listen to David. You don't have to tell him he's clever. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm no, the yellow I'm cloud and you're the red cloud. <laughs> That's the new name of our podcast. Welcome to Red Cloud, Yellow Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I, I'm kidding. Obviously, David, you know I love you. Um, <laughs> now, the, the back to my my question, uh, um, Nicole, yeah. which was that because you are such a unique personality, uh, especially on stage. I mean, do you? What are your? Would you say your in influences co in comedy? Who did you maybe watch growing up that that um, you, you try to emulate a little bit? I mean, you know, we all try to be unique in our own way, but certainly there are some people that that uh, kind of rub off on us. Yeah, you know what? I I was uh, I was really into writers, and writers okay. are so like introspective, and then in real life they're like pieces of shit. And I thought, <laughs> what if I was what if I was like not a piece of shit, but then like personally very <laughs> introspective. So it's like doing the opposite of what writing does. Then so all my influences are writing, but because there's no way to translate that directly, um, I just like switch the so. Um, because yeah, when 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 I'm alone, I I'm probably still just as uh, sporadic. But there are times, you know, I meditate pretty much daily, and uh, and so I, cool. you know, I do get a lot out of just being alone with myself or being in the moment or just accepting the vibes from the universe. Like that's such an important part of the process. Um, but I think of that as like a recharging for the 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 the, the pistons that are firing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like uh, getting an oil change is what meditating is. It's just a part of the 
the practice. Uh, but it's writers. I always love writers and their processes. And they were always they were always like, this is what you have to do to be a writer. And then when I pour my soul into my art, I mean it. And then they're like, I, yeah, I beat my wife a little, but like it's because I drank. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was beautiful, but what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that. Like a lot of so, your influences yeah. come from writing, but you're right. Like being a piece of crap human being is a choice and you choose not to fall down that same like writer hole. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. But, so like, so who are some of the writers that you really did? Cause I, I love the writers from like the office, like Mindy yeah. Kaling, things like that. Yeah. So who do you have going oh, for you? Yeah. Oh boy. When I, when I was a kid, like my more influential is a, a lot of Joss Whedon, who's like, yay, a piece of shit, a surprise. Um, and so that's always heartbreaking because, and that's like, that's like a good 25 years of just right, like the writing school of him because he had like Buffy and then Angel and Firefly and Serenity. Oh, that's and, right. Oh, okay. And, and then he went into horror movies and then, and then he got the, the Avengers movies. So there was like so much for me to absorb as like, and because I liked his writing style, it was so. And then his influences were my influences, but his influences were more literary. So then my influences became more literary. So then um, it became about taking literary things or cool things that I wanted to talk about, but um, knowing, like, trusting myself to make them funny. And 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 that's yeah. I think that's what writers do. I think they they take interesting things about themselves and they trust that they're able to create a story around that in order to send a, a, a narrative or a story or an idea. I don't know. I forgot what I was talking about, guys. <laughs> no, I think no, I think that's a great take on it though, because I think writers do have such a different vibe and have such a different viewpoint. And when you bring that to stand-up comedy, it gives you such a unique voice. Yeah. You know, a more that's... you know, because like I sit there, I just write jokes, but you're sitting there and you're yeah. telling like really well thought out, well constructed stories. Yeah. And well, because yeah, because yeah, no, I yeah. That's what because for me it's like um there's the setup and the punchline, but in a story, there's the, the rising action, there's the climax, and then there's the resolution, and then there's the conclusion. You know, there's so much more to it. So for me, my, my jokes, without even, like, like knowing it or being consciously aware of it, I'm taking you on a writer's journey or, like, a, yes. a writer's adventure. And then, and so, but, and, but that always matters to me because I never think a joke is complete until I can really wrap it up. Um, but I, but I, yeah, I don't even, sometimes I can wrap it up in a line or a phrase, and so, but... Uh I, I, I think that's that's great, and I, I completely agree with you too, Nicole, because I, I, I think the one thing that people don't appreciate enough about stand-up, especially people who are just starting to get into it, don't always realize, is that it's all about the writing. I mean, the performance aspect of it is important, yes. Uh, the delivery yeah. is important, yes. Uh, but but if you don't understand the mechanics of writing, and, and you know, set-up punchline obviously being the most important part of that, ultimately for, for a joke. Uh, but to understand, yeah. like you said, the mechanics of writing, the the who, what, why, when, where, the 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 rise in the action, the fall, as as you mentioned, yeah. you have to have all of that, or your setup punchline isn't gonna fucking work. It's just not. And yeah. and so I I definitely see that with with you as well as you know again I I love your your performance and, and your stage presence, uh, but your writing ability is is uh, incredible, and and so whatever you know. Whatever you're you're doing with with that, keep keep doing it because again, I, I think it's it's um, it's really neat to see the the um, just that that natural ability that you have to write and, and the the work that goes into it as well. Um, you know, writing writing is work, and so um, yeah, I guess, I guess as I'm done rambling here, I guess that that would be my my point. Is anybody who's who's looking to get into it is uh, you know focus on the writing first, and then the jokes will come. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, nope. yeah, I think, um, what, were you going to talk? You can talk, David. I'll let you. Oh, I was just going to ask you, where do you get your stage energy from? Like, because oh, I know I met your yeah. mom and dad in Grand Rapids, and they're amazing people, but where do you get that crazy, awesome, flowing energy? No, that that's probably the most natural thing about That's probably the thing that I, I am so high energy. I Working at the, uh, like, a server job, I'm on my feet constantly, and so, and I don't even like sitting down, you know what I mean? And so, um, like, I, so when I'm working, I got to be moving. And, and when you're on stage, I feel like I'm working. And so uh, I, it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. I want to, it's, um, it's actually easier with comedy because sometimes people don't want this. You'd be surprised. Um, sometimes people are like, whoa, you're too much. And I'm like, okay, you, you know. Um, but when you're on stage, you get to be like, oh, you don't want this? Too bad. These are my seven minutes. Like, go smoke a cigarette. 
Um, you know, <laughs> like, awesome. you can, like, so when it's my time specific, like that makes it, that actually makes it easier to, to kind of, now, now sometimes I can find myself not expelling unnecessary energy because then I know that when I get on stage or when I get to perform, I have, it's like running when I was like running long distances, whenever you, whenever you finish, you always want to sprint to the end. And when you're long distance running, that's harder because you're using yeah. more energy. Um, but long distance runners know how to, I call it the NOS cause that's what it feels like, but it's like, there's always something left in the tank. You're never, you're never on it because you always have the last hundred yards that you have to give everything. Yes. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I, and plus I also moving quickly, you, um, if you make a mistake, you have time to fix it and then still, and then, so that's, like, I that's love that. Were you a runner yeah. as a kiddo? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, running is my favorite. If I don't run, I have dreams about running, and I'm like, all right, and I lace up my my shoes, man. I love That's running. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that about you. So do you do you run like do you run as much as you meditate? No, you know what? I jeez, uh, here's what happened. Once I got into comedy, I pretty much quit all physical activity. Like no shit. I <laughs> and I don't know why, other than that, I was just like, do you want to run or do you want to write jokes? I'm like, I want to write jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more fun. Yeah, I'm like, I want to book shows. Um, and, then, and, and then because performing takes so much out of you, it's a little bit exhausting. And then so I'm very tired at the end. And, and, and so sometimes, it, it, you know, the, the physical element of running, the emotional catharsis that I got, I get also from comedy because it feels very similar in what I do for my body. Um, but no, I think meditating probably took over for running, but I still very much, I could, I could go running like tomorrow. Like for, I love running. Running is my favorite. I love it. That is awesome. Uh, I, I used to be a runner, obviously not now, but it wasn't comedy that stopped <laughs> running. It was just, uh, life in general. <laughs> right. Oh, oh yeah. man. You know, David, what, what I love about Nicole is like, we, I mean, we're, you know, we're only about half an hour in now and I feel like we've already got an hour's worth of episode in, which is, is great. You know, we, we don't, we don't have to say shit. We just let her run with it as it were and just go. She's, she's got, she's got everything we need. <laughs> yeah. She is the guest. Let her go. Right. Oh my God. No. So sweet. I, I feel like I learned it from you guys. Like you guys, everybody says like, oh my God, you're so funny. It's like, where do you think I learned how to do that? Like, John, I remember the first time I saw you on stage, like ever in my in my career, ever. Oh, that's God. I, that's, <laughs> I love you so much. Um, uh, <laughs> and I that's think it adorable. was it, no, I do because and because for me, it was like the people who I started with, they're like part of my class. But the people who were right. who were already like a skill level above me, they became the seniors, right? And then there are like the, the pro pros, you know, like the Mike Logans and the Robert Jacobs, the guys who are like in the Pat Sieverts, guys like that that are like another world ahead. But but the right. people that my peers, like I refuse to not see them as anything other than like fucking uh, like idols because. I don't, you know, I, yeah, keep false idols. I don't believe in the Bible. You know? <laughs> okay, you guys, I, I worship you guys now. I do. I guess that I read that, one book and then I just watched like local stand up comedy for the next like month whilst having panic attacks about how to get up there. <laughs> and then, so, so you did that. watch first, so yeah, you did like go out and scope the scene. Yeah, that, only because my friend was like, Hey, you should go up there. And I had a panic attack in the bathroom, like oh, just no. thinking about going up. Because yeah. I, I was like, I have stage fright, dude. Like, I'm, I get scared. Even doing virtual shows, I still get like a little bit nervous. Doing this really? show made me nervous. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stage frightful. It's level ten, bro. I, I, it freaks me out, dude. I, I get so, yeah. Even just thinking about it, the first time I saw my friend go up, he was like, "You should try it." I was like, "I can't breathe. I shit my pants. Like, I gotta go." <laughs> and then, um, and then and she's. And then she saw me go up, and she's like, "Yo, fuck it, if he can do it." Right, you're going. <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that's incredible though, because so many people have that stage fright, and you're really good on stage. So it's like you're battling those inner demons, and it's uh, so I do public speaking, you know, outside of work, and so like yeah. I tell everybody, they were like, you know, speech and public speaking is the number one fear in people. Number, number one. one. Like, not spiders, right. not being buried alive. It's, it's presenting in front of a room full of people. And I tell everybody, I had a, a drastic fear of public speaking. But, you know, I got over it in high school and then, you know, was able to deal with oh, it. But some cool. people never get to 
never get through that fear. And it's great yeah. that you conquered that. And it just, yeah, because you would never know that watching you on stage. It, it took a lot. It took a lot. I read, I read a lot. Of, I, I got really into cognitive behavioral therapy and then also logo therapy. Like these are like, and, and so, and, and then, um, because Victor Frankl, a man search for meaning, he's like a Holocaust survivor. He said that you should live every day. Like it's your second time and you're correcting the mistake you made the first time. And that really wow. resonated for me because as an anxious person, I always know what the mistake is. I always know when I did the scared thing. I always know. And going up on stage was always the scared thing. And, and I did, and I thought if he, if he could endure the, the perils of the Holocaust without his wife, while it's like maintaining a conversation with her because he had this like spiritual thing about like even if they're gone if they're in you then they exist forever and i, I thought that was very cool um and that so that cool. w with that mentality it's really it's really hard to be afraid of stand-up comedy when somebody is not afraid of dying in the holocaust you know what i mean right. like so well, i took that and so there there you have it uh folks first heard here tonight nicole melanick comparing stand-up comedy to the holocaust uh <laughs> <laughs> i forgot we were recording <laughs> <laughs> no but that's true like i think it's it's not compared to the holocaust it's it's about you know, <laughs> confronting your fears hitting that stuff head on you living like there is no tomorrow comparison until you said something john Just, <laughs> you're welcome uh, <laughs> No, no. What is what oh, is man. uh what is logo therapy by the way? I've never I've never heard of that. Is that like like just Oh, yeah, that's the yeah, no, that's the this the the study. Victor Frankl, he was already okay. a psychologist before he got kidnapped and he wrote the manuscript. And it's really it's really funny. That's a terrible way to say it. But he had the <laughs> manuscript and they they took it from him. And so he had all this time to basically rewrite and edit the script. So when he survived and got out, he just rewrote it, published it anonymously. And and the first half of it is uh, is a basically a medical textbook of breaking down logotherapy that I do have the, the second time around with making first mistakes. Um, and he creates all these principles that you use to study to conquer the the your negative thoughts, things like that. And then the second half of the book is him applying those principles to having survived the goddamn Holocaust. It's one of the most beautiful pieces of literature I've ever read. Like, it's I I any it's, I I have like five books that I think everybody should read, and that is amongst them. That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, that's yeah, that's that's great, Nicole. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. Did, did you have where a? You Hold on, I gotta ask her. What, what, what are you slamming down in there? What do you? Oh, this is a triple shot. It's a coffee drink. I don't think I don't you get... need that. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's. There's no, like most... that. Don't worry. I don't um, want your heart to explode on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm a little I'm a little tired. If you could this if you could tell what a little tired looks like, this is me at ninety-seven percent. Ninety-seven. You oh, oh my gosh. You're better you're better at ninety-seven than I am at hundred and fifty, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. Oh my kidding. god, you guys are so sweet. What are so you drinking? Oh, we're we're drinking beer, man. That's that's what we do. It's, oh, we're, <laughs> it's, we're just uh, uh, I don't know what Dave's drinking. I've I've got uh, something from a local brewery somewhere. I'm just uh, kicking oh, back, yeah. enjoying, relaxing. Um, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I just put my kids to bed, and uh, right before we jumped on, I was like, I better check in on them. One was reading, the other one pulled out her dolls, and we're playing with her dolls. I was like, ah, go to bed. You know, <laughs> the dad voice. There it is. Oh yeah, but they're so cute. I'm like, go to bed, and I'm like snickering, like I can't help it. Like <laughs> I did the same crap when I was a kid. They're they're oh, awesome. Yeah. I love my kids. <laughs> Aww. Nicole, we we talked about this a a little bit earlier in terms of uh, hecklers and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, you've been in a year and a half, almost two years. I'm sure you've had heckler experiences at this point. Uh, we've we've all had them. Um, Talk, talk to me about uh, or talk to us about maybe some of the, those experiences. What, what's the best heckler experience you've ever had? Maybe where you just totally owned the room or just totally took care of a heckler or, um, or what is your process normally for dealing with, with a heckler? Oh, you know, I, uh, I guess I never know. I, the thing is, it's like when, when uh, the way we run a show, it's like sometimes it's just people who don't know that you're supposed to be quiet during a comedy show. So, you, so first <laughs> it's like, okay, Hey, be quiet. Um, and then the second time it's like, yo, like I warned you. Um, but I, I don't, I don't really, one time I did a show and, uh, and he said like, Hey bandana. I was like, what the, you shut up. You shut up before I fuck your mom. please." <laughs> like, um, like, I don't know. I don't know. 
to diffuse a heckler because at work, you know what I mean? I consider the hecklers like at the train, like bad customers at work are hecklers because we, I can't take it. Like I have to take it at work, you know, when they're like, you're a bad waitress and a terrible person. I'm like, well, I've got 10K on TikTok. So, um, you know what I mean? But I have to take it by comedy. I don't have to take it. So I practice at work. I think of all the things I'm like, oh, Karen, if I was on stage right now, and then I just wait until I'm like, say something to me, dude. I got six in the fucking chamber, baby. It was a bad <laughs> um, Oh, that's fantastic. But yeah, that's I don't know. I don't. Hecklers are weird because uh, generally, uh, when people try to hurt you, it's because they're hurting themselves, and and that's really embarrassing if you tell somebody that in a room full of people, and that usually takes oh. care of the problem. Yeah, that would that sets them straight real fucking quick. I can imagine. That's that's a great. Yeah. <laughs> you're just doing this. <laughs> you're just doing yeah. this because you're hurting on the inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me. Get that guy another beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get that guy, like, hey, next one's on me, pal. He's going through a lot. I'll take care of it. Um, <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah, I'd buy that guy and his girlfriend a beer. I'd be like, this. He needs it, guys. He's going through a lot, guys. Take a sec, guys. Everyone, everyone, let's take. Let's have a moment of silence for this guy's good attitude. I think you just start off every show with there is no heckling. Try me. I got six in the chamber. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, dude, I'm ready. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. But whatever. So, uh, Nicole, as, as well, uh, well, actually, uh, let me, let me ask this question. Cause I, I would be curious to, to know this. Um, again, you've, you, you talk sometimes that you're, you get nervous on stage, you know, it's, it can be a stressful situation, if, especially when you're just starting out. Um, what, what do you do to get yourself prepped for the stage? I mean, what, what do you have any pre-show rituals, anything like that? Or. Oh yeah. I'm obsessed with my pre-show rituals. I listen to the soundtrack to Hamilton, the musical, which I know now it's cool, but I've been listening to this musical for six years. Like I, know it's really, it's cool. um, I listen to that uh, first, just because uh, that is very inspiring because he's like, uh, you know, uh, somebody who came up from the ranks of, and, and I'm, I'm not a good musical writer. So I like when people have skills I don't have and his particular story is like very inspiring to me. Right. And and so I listen to Hamilton first to get my spirits up to remind me that being creative on purpose is the most fun thing you can do. Um, <laughs> and then I just do a lot of positive self talk. I'm just like, hey man, you're I mean, fucking I love you, okay? And so even if we suck, it's, which we won't, because look at us, right? Like we <laughs> got this, okay? And I just do that over and over, and and then. And then I'm like, are we going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, we are. And I'm like, okay, great. Because we got to be unified on this or it gets weird. Nobody walks in on this, right? Because they're like, man, she's got some multiple personalities coming so, out. So many people walk in on this. So one time I was, like, was just watching me have a cut. And I did this with my hand. And he was like, who won? And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I did. That's yeah, beauty. I win I, every time. Yeah, like it's it, I because yeah, I don't know. Uh I don't know. I think that uh I read a self-help book and it said to personify your fear, right? And so I did that and now I can't stop personifying my fear. Now I'm like, dude, you need to relax. And I'm like, I'm fucking you in your sleep. Um and and so yeah, so I, yeah, I accidentally personified myself into uh, just like a second entity. But I like it because then I it, it's a I, I saw a TED talk and it was like about how geniuses are uh, in the, for the Greeks. It's a it's a different entity. So that when you fail, you 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 don't have to necessarily take all responsibility for it. But when you win, more importantly, you don't get to take responsibility for it. You know that it's a joint effort on behalf of both of you, and that both of you had to show up for work that day in order to accomplish it. So I do that with my fear. I say, hey, we're in this together. But if you're if you don't show up, I still have a set written. But if you do show up, let's make some fucking magic. And and then I do or I don't, you know. But I still have fun no matter what because you can't lose if you learn something. That is true. No, oh, I shit. like that. That's true. I I always say I always take the view of it where, like whether I friggin' eat crap on stage or whether I succeed on stage and have a really good set. I'm like you're only allowed to celebrate that for 24 hours. You, ce- you celebrate it for 24 hours or you dwell on it for 24 hours and you got to move past it. Oh, 
Oh, like you, 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 that way you never stay complacent. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And I, I'll tell you, I, I know it's again, cliche. We yeah. said, said this before, but you really do learn so much more from, from failing than you do from winning. Like, um, what, one of my, one of, whenever I have a bad set, when I, I'm, especially when I'm working new material out, um, as soon as I get off stage, as soon as I get off stage, uh, I start looking over my notes again, going over what went well, what didn't. And, uh, you know, if, if I've, if I've had a bad, like if I've had a good set, I might sit back and relax, have a drink or two and just enjoy the night. If I've had a bad set, I'm going to have a couple of drinks to get my creative juices flowing. And I'm just going to sit in the back and rewrite everything the rest of the, the rest of the night and that's you know and i not that i don't want to pay attention yeah. to the other to the other comics or not that i don't want to you know give my friends the love that they deserve but i but i also need to work on on my craft right and so that's it, it, well it's still fresh well the the pain of it is still fresh in my mind i want to sit down and, and rewrite uh and and rework everything that i that i can at that point so that's so i'm a touch different on you john so like uh because i record all my sets i didn't know you do right you right, record right. all your sets so yeah, what I'll do is I will make quick notes, just like you said. I'll make quick notes. Probably don't take more than a couple. I'll do an okay or an M circle for missed, missed this joke. This didn't go well. This is okay. This is okay. Really good. And I'll circle those things real quick next to my ledger. And then I'll close the book and I'll watch the rest of the show because live comedy just soothes me. I, I love comedy. And then at home, because I get amped up. I don't know if you guys do, but I get so amped up after a show that I'll get home and I'll listen to my set. And that's when I do the deep dive. And that's when I'll get friggin' I become an a-hole to myself. And I'm just like, you dumbass, you missed this. But <laughs> it's in the privacy of my own home and it's, a, it's okay. That's, that's fair. I guess what we're finding out, David, is more just that I'm slightly more narcissistic than, than either of you. Which, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that's a sh <laughs> shock to anybody, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Hell yeah. No, so, if I have a bad set, I just never watch the tape again. I'm like, scrap it. Like I don't really? I don't know why. I don't I don't care. I'm like, nah. No, I'm um, good. I'm done. Because because I um because I know it wasn't it wasn't me. Like it was there were there were you know what I mean because I didn't not I mean unless I really didn't show up that day which in the very beginning I used to get wasted before I went on stage because I was terrified and so a couple of my sets I am like damn you're belligerent and those those I don't even watch because the thing I learned there is not to drink too much um, <laughs> right. but, but the videos where I where I know I put I, because when I don't do well I pretty much know where it was it was that I didn't have time to prep like I don't know I, man I guess I I don't know there I'm I watch my good videos because I like oh man I guess I don't keep track I don't keep track I like when <laughs> I like my jokes that I like and if nobody laughs and uh, you know I don't know I, I just don't I'm like oh you didn't like that all right well maybe someone else will I guess yeah have a good one though you know what I mean I'm not because my job, I write them because they make me laugh. Sometimes I'll run them by like my friends, like, "Hey, is this funny?" And they'll like give me like a half smile. I'm like, "If this fucking kills on stage, I'm gonna beat your ass." Like, <laughs> and then, because and that's another thing is that sometimes it is there's just circumstances out of your control. I just try to do my best to always show up. I record things um, because I'm narcissistic, but I I never study them. I'm just like, look at that cutie doing her thing. Um, <laughs> And, uh, Which is what John says to himself every night before he has sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. I mean, I got to do what I got to do, man. Uh, somebody's got to love me. So, uh, <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean, speaking of those those sorts of things, uh, Nicole. I mean, uh, again, obviously. I know that, wait, hold on. I know that I'm supposed to keep track. I know that everyone keeps telling me you're supposed to keep track. I'm supposed to like have this, but I just, I'm having too much fun. You guys, when it stops being fun, I'll start taking it seriously. Like, that's all I keep saying. It's like, nice. I'm having too much fun and I don't, I don't want to go to those next levels quite yet. So I don't really feel any pressure or urge to like refine anything past the point of where I'm comfortable. So sure, I think you need to take yourself too seriously. I think you skyrocketed where you are today because of who you are. And I think you got to stay true to yourself and continue what works for you. Cause I, I think every, comics path is different right yeah, um that's true. And the you know and what works for yeah what works for john doesn't work for david what works for david doesn't work for nicole but like in your yeah. weird own concoction like you make this 
amazing drink that nobody else can handle and you're like look at me you know and you're dr that looked really oh, yeah. bad on camera like, <laughs> no and i'm like <laughs> I'm like you drink this amazing concoction that only you can handle and that's your success uh -huh. you know yeah Don't change that Aww. listen but okay i appreciate you saying that because the people say have said that I should write more because I don't really write. I think of funny things and then I, you know, I, I trust me like as a performer. And then once I remind me of what I'm supposed to do, I just got to wind me up and then I let me go. Um, but I, but I know I, my friends, they keep track of laughs and things like that. And you're supposed to know that. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I forgot how, where I was going with that. No, I mean, <laughs> a lot right. of people have like yeah. a mathematic scientific method to it, but comedy is art. Right. I, yeah, I know there is some science that, yes. to it, but comedy is an art and it's very art. subjective and it's based yeah. on audience timing, what's going on in their life, you know, how hard you hit. So, I mean, it's subjective. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Dan Aykroyd, Robin Williams, um, all the greats have hit like a rough patch. Yeah. But it's, I read how, Steve it's how they do Born it. Standing Up. That was the book I read. One of them. Okay. And then oh, I read Mastering okay. Yeah, but his story is so um, stupid compared to now. Like his, it's like such a unique like Cinderella story where he got a job early, busted his ass at a club that was privately owned, and that he could work every day, five days a week. And they then he got gigs based on that because of the connections he made there. And then he started working. And it was like, okay, that doesn't fucking happen now, though, Steve Martin. Like, no. um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then he uh, how he ends the book with like the first time I looked out on the stage and there was an empty seat, I quit. And I was like, okay, don't be a baby. Like. <laughs> Um, like it just—I don't know. I—I—I I, I read it, but I don't know if I enjoyed it per se. Sorry, Steve Martin, if you're watching this. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think we have to worry about that. He's our number one uh, fan, yeah, so yeah. I thought, I thought he might be. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, yeah. Then there was this lady comedian whose book I read before I got into stand-up comedy. I just—I listened to her TED talk. And I was like, "Ooh, that's neat." And I—I I think I didn't even watch her special. I just bought her book, and um. And she just had a very unique perspective about how the message that she wanted to send was more important than telling the joke. And, and um, so in her early career, she was doing a lot of character work that failed spectacularly, but it was what she really enjoyed. And it was her process of coming to terms with taking it down a notch, but not like ever really forgetting who you are and what message you're trying to send. And I, I think that was pretty powerful because, um, because sometimes I think with comedy, they think we're goofy and it's like, I'm not goofy. I'm, 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 do, I'm doing it on purpose. Like I'm an artist. Okay. Right. right. I'm poignant in my own way. Yeah. Right. Goofy yeah. is an art, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So who, who was that, by the way? Who who's the, the comic, the female comic? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, oh, uh, man. Christy. Christy. Man. It's called Stand Up For Her by. I'm going to hit the Google machine. Yeah, I'm going to look that up yeah, right now because yeah, I'm interested it's called, now. It's called, it's called it's called Stand Up For Her. Like, and so it's a play on that. It's like for her, because she has a bit about how there was a, a pen Bridget line Christie. that was like, Bridget Christie, Bridget Christie, I knew it, yes. Yes, you guys should read her book. It's fantastic. And her view on comedy is very, I, yeah. I, and then when I finished the book, I, I saw the stand up and I was like, huh, okay. Like, I, you know what I mean? Because I love the process so much more than I love watching other people do their thing, which is why I like when my friends are the, thing that i'm watching because then it's it's three-dimensional like what's the point of art if you can't talk to it after a set or or dissect where it came from and feel yeah. and now i have to i have to consume all my art there i can't even watch tv without like googling who the writers are and then finding out if they're married you know what i mean and then like are they good to their kids? <laughs> um, like, now i gotta ask you a question about like talking to people after the show because is that a big part to like do a lot of folks come up to you and want to know like your process and want to talk to you after a show? Is that like a big thing for you? Literally never. I come up to them and I look like a lunatic. I come up to them <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, tell me everything. How did you do that? And they're like, can you stop? I was outside during your set. I don't know who you are. And I'm like, that's cool. I love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I know. No, but that's because, because I do, I do think that, like i mean we are all essentially regular people louis michael he go he's like stop worshiping me i'm like i cannot i think you're a god um <laughs> like but i know that he's a regular i know that but it's it's you're not regular if you're doing something spectacular like being a part of something special makes you special um 
that's from Glee. Don't like give me credit for that. <laughs> Did the kid in the wheelchair say that one? No. Oh my god. <laughs> No, Leah Michelle, the bitch on the cruise. She said she was going to shit in somebody's wig. Um, she didn't. Uh, she really? I swear to God, dude, there was a whole article about it. She's like blacklisted yeah. in, or in, uh, in, in, in uh, the Theater. industry right now. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a, yeah, she's a mega mean lady. So, she's, so yeah. don't. I mean, I guess, I, so I guess her character. I was going to call her not. after this, but not anymore. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's mm. good. That's good. I think we got. I got. We got time for probably one more uh, question, oh, yeah. David. If 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 you have one, otherwise I, I got a couple here as well. But uh, I'll, I'll let you fire. I kind of took over. Sorry about that. No, John. you're 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 a okay. You're <laughs> a okay. Um, so uh, you 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 may not have this. This is uh, this is uh, something that uh, not everybody is able to answer off the top of their dome, but. Um, we talked earlier uh, about bombing and just the process of it and, and struggling with it. Um, for, for you, what, what is either maybe the biggest risk you've taken on stage or maybe just the dumbest joke you've ever told or, <laughs> you know, something, something along that line. <laughs> you just went, uh, you know, again, either good or bad. I mean, risks can be, can be good as well. Yeah. You know what? I, I used to, I, I used to, uh, there's this one joke and I told it one time on stage. I've never like, I've never not liked how a joke turned out. Um, but it was about working at the suicide hotline and I have sets about that. Like that went spectacularly. So I learned from that joke, but, um, it originally ended like that. I also liked to roller derby, um, except for that when I didn't do my job on the court, people didn't die. And that joke <laughs> never, it never lands. It never fucking, people are like, what? <laughs> And I and it and and it and it and it and I just felt the whole room being like, I think we liked you, and now I think we don't. And I was like, okay, I'll never tell that joke again, dude. I never will. I never will. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't. So that was that was the biggest risk that I took. That I was like, oh, okay, I have a line apparently. Um, that I just like. But yeah, I, and so I never, and then I just never bring up Derby on stage, and but people love the suicide hotline stuff, man. That's. Well, that's I, so, I think that that. I don't think I'm legally supposed to talk about it, but. Ah, fuck it. I mean, <laughs> you're not currently employed there, right? No, of course. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're no, good. No, I I will say I I do enjoy that that bit of yours as well, the suicide hotline. But I think it it works for you especially because you are such a high energy, bubbly type of personality, that we that yeah. when you do uh darker material uh there and, and you there's not even necessarily dark. Yes, it's about the suicide hotline, but you you do it in a in a, a you still spin it in a positive way. Uh, yeah. You know, where you you run it so i i think especially because of that and because of your personality it just sells it well you, you know yeah um, so I, yeah i mean keep keep doing that bit for sure that yeah, would... it's a good misdirection oh yeah yeah is it i yeah okay i'll maybe i'll bring it back i'll bring it back fuck it i'll bring, bring it back, it back. back. <laughs> i swear to god if it bombs i'm coming after both of you that's that's um, fair that's <laughs> i'm in kalamazoo i'm not scared oh. bring oh, yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't well, challenge me to a race. I'll lose. That's fine. Dude, I will. I will race. And we were, when we did our employee meeting, we were like, "All right, we have to be wary of like d diners and dashers." And I and I in the group chat, I was like, "I got 11th in the state in 2008. Like, we're good." Like, um, yeah. No, that's like that's like me reliving my glory days. 2008 was like fucking what? Least. A long time ago, you know what I mean? Like I was in <laughs> high school in 2008. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah it was that. a big deal for me, man. You got, yeah. I didn't no, get a medal. Incredible. They, only medaled, they only medaled till 10, so that was a little bit disappointing. But um, <laughs> uh, but still, 11th no, is being good. Yeah, yeah. I, I beat 12's ass in the parking lot after. Just <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I made you mine. Um. Oh my but yeah, God. no, that's... that's just like that. No, I love running, and I'm I'm still pretty quick. Uh, I like to race kids, and I like to pretend to go slow, and then they're like, "I'm winning." I just fucking smoke <laughs> you them. accelerate. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Like, hey, uh, that's hey. hey, no participation trophies. That's no, yeah, dude, I push them down even, so I make sure I win. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's <Okay>. racing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nicole. 
Nicole, we are we are running up a little bit on our time. Mm -hmm. I do want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been a fucking blast, as, as it always oh is a joy God, to speak to you. Oh, my God, so much fun. Um, You're incredible. Thanks for taking your break with us. Seriously. Before we, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, if I, get if I get fired, no, I won't get fired. I've, I've done this so many times now, they never catch me. Um, <laughs> You pretty much told him, you're like, get out of here. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get it. They get it. I think they're all supportive of, like, the dream. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's that's, that's, that's wonderful to, to hear. But no, thank you guys uh, for having me. Thank you for getting in touch with me. Thank you for being my friends. Most absolutely. importantly. We, we, love, we love you. We love having you here. Um, before we do get out of here, Nicole, do you have any, uh, any shows coming up that you want to plug? Or do you have any uh, social media handles you want to throw out there? Anything of that nature? Oh, yeah. You guys, I'm on TikTok. It's just my name. Definitely follow me on there. Um, <laughs> right. it's, uh, uh, and then Mick Fancy Von Pants. That's my Instagram handle. Um, <laughs> like, I get into that. Yeah, that's me. Um, and Corn uh, uh, Domini. It's, it, it's good. It's Tuesdays. It's fun just to hang out. You don't even have to participate. People just turn off their camera and listen. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like seeing um the magic live it's it's incredible it's so much fun uh and you guys yeah check it out and also yeah just i'll see you in my positive vibe dreams you know what i mean awesome Woo! i'd love to hear it david how about yourself sir oh yeah you can uh i'll be at the paris lounge on july 23rd doing that show which would be fun uh by the time this one airs and then um look out for the first uh first tuesday of august we'll have jb whiskeys and uh we're doing an open mic nights and we're out in the open we're social distancing we're wiping down the mics we're keeping it safe for everybody and uh you know maybe one of these days we can sneak nicole out there to kind of help us yeah. wrangle up some positive vibes that's what i'm hoping for I love that. awesome <laughs> I, I love it uh for for me obviously you know we i've got i've got a few different shows coming up you can catch those uh, uh on all my social media handles, uh, just at the John batch on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. Uh, just feel free to uh, check me out there. You can as, as well, always, uh, catch the podcast, uh, at good VS evil on Facebook at good VS evil podcast on Instagram. Uh, again, you can always email us good evil podcast at gmail.com. We of course always love to hear from you. Uh, Nicole, again, thank you so much for, for coming on. This is, has been an absolute thank delight. Um, this oh, has, this has been uh, Good versus Evil, a comic discussion of the end times. As always, I'm the good side of things, David Steves. And I am the evil side, John Batch. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>